Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 158. The Yankees have won 11 in a row. We are recording this live, actually at the beginning of the first game in the Oakland Athletics Series, because it's a late start. It's a late start, and we are not going to record this episode. We're just not. We're not going to record it at 1 o'clock in the morning and end it at 2. We have live, so we're going to record it live during this game and probably for the next episode as well, because as you all know, we have, I think four against Oakland and another three in LA against the angels. So another late start there, not ideal, but we are here. We're talking about the Yankees. We got a lot to talk about. Yankees are having fun. We're having fun. 11 game win streak. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Kluber is on his way back. We got a lot of injury updates. We talk about the trust tree, Chapman rounding third, and we might just get into some voicemails at the end. Before we get into the Yankees and how fantastic they are, how are we doing, boys? Can't complain. 11 in a row. It's got good sound to it. My uh, my only gripe is that the Rays aren't losing either, but that's a whole different conversation, but I'm doing fantastic. Pretty fucking tired of the Rays, but um, no, I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing great. So they're playing the I- Orioles again. The Rays are? Isn't that crazy? Sorry, That's criminal. Really off topic, but no, it's not. It's, I mean, it's kind of on topic. It's criminal. Orioles are hot. Yeah, and they're playing. The <laughs> Orioles are playing. Streak. Yeah, they're playing the uh, the Angels tonight, right, Murphy? No, they already won today. Uh, they, I think they already won today. They won thirteen to one today. No, I know. I was, I was joking because Murphy was sent joking, us the right. TikTok of Dude, Otani right. pitching at like seven o'clock tonight. I was like, damn, this is gonna be <laughs> poor guys have to face Otani. No, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean it like that. Oh, okay. either way, it was funny. Still. Yeah. So the Yankees are good. Uh, James Tyone is on the mound right now against the Oakland Athletics. And the, and it's funny because the Athletics are free-falling. The Red Sox are free-falling. The Red Sox are, are chanting. I don't know if that was last night, but I just saw that they were chanting, the Yankees suck. So we got rent-free business going on in their head right now. So that's fantastic. I know that the Yankees fans do that too, but we're just going to ignore those people and... Now that it's on the flip side of the coin, we're just going to laugh at the Red Sox because they are also free-falling, and that is so fun to watch. But on the Rays, I was bored at work today, and I was looking at their schedule. didn't realize that they, they – I know that they're winning at a very great pace. They have, I think, the second-best record in baseball right now. And if you look at their last, like, 10 or so-plus games, they have been playing pretty shitty teams. So we do have – my confidence meter – because for what feels like every game, it seems like they win every game. And that's in large part due to them playing bad teams right now. So like when I looked at that, I got a little more confidence in our ability to catch them. I don't think we're going to keep winning at this pace. It's impossible to win every single game. But you know when they start playing some more formidable competition, I know they played the White Sox, but like the White Sox stink, apparently. So... You know, I, I mean, it's just kind of wild that we won 11 games and I think we only gained two and a half on them. Look, we only need to play one game better than one game better than them until October. Then we got the three game series yeah. at home and you control your own destiny. Play one game better for the next month. That's all I'm asking. I mean, I'd rather have a little more breathing room than that. 
just because oh, that would series would be a heart attack, and I I would not be confident going into that right now. I but just don't think it's realistic. That's not realistic because they are a good team. They're going to continue to win regardless of them playing a little bit higher level of competition. They're going to keep winning. They went to the World Series last year. They're clearly not a fluke. They're a good team. They're just a really good team. They're going to win a lot of baseball games. Yeah, I mean, here's we're, the thing. If, if we're within striking distance, that's great. If not, like, I mean, I, I don't see why we can't keep winning games. Like, I don't know if we'll continue to win and go undefeated the rest of the way. Obviously not. But, like, we just got Gio back tonight. He, he's going to be a big-time producer. I don't know who got subbed out. in the, we, we, we Odor. Talking, Odor, Odor was the odd man out already. So yeah, Velasquez yeah. is playing because well, that's Gio's at third and Velasquez is still at shortstop. So he's going to be the odd man out. Oh, my. And God. so you're doing exactly you're what doing I told you not to do. I did. No, that was just a genuine. Re- that was egregious. You said if it was bad, that was it was Nothing. in the other batter's box. OK, I'm going to mute you next time. But I don't know, man. I, I just think that with all the reinforcements on the way back, I I, I feel confident that we can. I, this is obvious. I mean, it sounds obvious. Like we can get better from here, but. I don't know. And in, in, in speaking of the other reinforcements, one reinforcement that I guess there's a little bit of controversy about is Corey Kluber is expected to start Monday versus the Angels. And I know I talked about this before we got on the air with Chandler, and Chandler seemed like he wanted to fight me because he's assuming what's inside of my head, and I don't think he quite understands where I'm going to go with it. So I'll, lead, I'll, lead, I'll be in the leadoff spot for this conversation. So if you haven't been paying attention to his rehab start, he, he's had some rehab starts for... The Somerset Patriots and the Scranton Rail Riders. I think he had two starts, one of which he gave up seven runs, and the other one I think he gave up two or three in a in a or in a short outing. He's been walking a lot of guys, allowing a lot of hits, giving up a lot of runs. Hasn't really looked like he had a lot of control. This is kind of obvious coming off an injury. I don't know. Do, are we are we rushing him back because he hasn't had any? sort of good start and I feel like we've we've been doing just fine without him for the time being I feel like if you rush him off then we could be without him for the playoffs I don't know that's just we're we're on 11 game win streak right now we're clearly okay for the time being I know that's not a reason not to bring him up but since he's not really pitching too hot and he's coming off an injury and he's an injury prone pitcher on the backside of his career I feel like this might be a little bit of a rush situation you do realize that in these rehab starts, he's not going out there trying to dice up the double A guys, right? He's like working on stuff. That's that was my point. He's not out there trying to throw a perfect game. He's trying to work on his location. He's working on one pitch in general. He's like trying to do something. He's working on something new every single start. He's not trying to go out there and put up a stat line. I get I'm that. with you there. Well then, it's why like, are you wanting to bench him? Like that's not, just like who said benching? I said, you were like, I, you said you're rushing start. him back. He's said, give, he's had like five. He said two. They is not at two. That is wrong. I, then I'm looking. You at the literally wrong thing. just said he's had two starts in Scranton or two in Scranton, like two in the other one. He's had like four or five. Okay. Well, I've I've said he had one in each. Maybe I looked at the wrong thing, but regardless. I, I don't think I looked at the wrong thing, but you can fact check me on that because I know you're already doing it. But I don't know, man. <laughs> if he hasn't looked fantastic out of the gates and we're winning 11 games, I think to play devil's advocate here, obviously I'd like to have Kluber on the team. That's not like, don't get it twisted on that. Like, But if we're doing all right right now, is the risk worth 
the reward when we could get him back in another week or another two weeks. I'm not saying delay it or you said bench him. <laughs> I'm not trying to bench Kluber. I'm not trying to block him from coming up to the Yankees. The man threw a fucking no hitter this year. He's a great pitcher. I love him. I'm just saying for the long haul, because we're, we're slated in the playoffs right now. And I think we can make a serious run. So I don't want to rush him back. If he's clearly not right, he was out for so long and, you know, he's not a very he's not a guy who can really tolerate injuries very well. So I don't know. That's just a play devil's think, advocate. I don't think you take him out that long for two reasons. One, what Chandler said, it's like preseason football. You don't judge a lot based off preseason football the same way you don't judge a lot based off what some guy does in double A when, like Chandler said, working on a pitch. Also, if you're delaying him two or three weeks, you're in mid September and the playoffs start October probably fifth for us so wouldn't you want him to have a couple starts under his belt before the playoffs start even even if especially if we're on the win streak because we're losing it's even worse to throw him out there when he's not hasn't pitched well down in double a so a valid point i feel like if there's ever a time to bring him back it's good that we're winning if we drop one because he sucks fine but my thing is just you're never going to get that accurate gauge with him in double a and triple a like every time he's making a rehab start there's never going to be a day down there where they're like, all right, Kluber, you know what? Go nuts. Give it everything you got. You're going 120 today no matter what. We have to win this game. This is a must win. You're never going to get that in the minor leagues. Every single one is fine-tuning his mechanics, working on small stuff to be ready for it. And if he gives up 20, he doesn't give a shit because he's just getting ready to make the big league start and what matters. There, so if he doesn't come back immediately, how do you gauge when he is ready? outside of turning him loose in a meaningless minor league game, which he could have done up in the majors. There's no accurate gauge other than this is your plan. We want to make sure your arm's feeling good. The results don't matter. That's the whole pl- That's the whole point of any rehab, not just well, Kluber. It's the same with Voight. It's the same with Seve. There's a set plan for all of these guys, and it's X amount of games. Results don't matter for them. They've done it on the biggest stage. Like you said, this guy's thrown a fucking no-hitter. He's won two Cy Youngs. I don't think they're worried about him production-wise producing against double-A guys. They're working on his mechanics. Well, you are when you're coming off injury. That's that's my thing. It's- yeah, at the big league level. So that's the other thing, though, is like what if his arm isn't right and that's why he's giving up that's all this I mean. stuff? That's one other thing. But I feel like they would know if that's the problem. But, but ah, they so haven't really like, handled injuries very well in the past. Well, that's also fair. <laughs> so, but like Rella said, like his control wasn't there when he was doing his rehab starts. And if that's what you're working on, and also if that is your literally your main key component of being a, a good pitcher is your control. And I'm talking about Kluber. Like Kluber doesn't pitch fast. He he is controlled and he's accurate. That's what makes him a good pitcher. And if you don't have that, like you could be working on a pitch, sure. But if that pitch isn't where you want it to go, that's a problem, right? Like I get maybe that is with his, uh, an issue with his arm. We don't know that, but I guess what I I kind of agree with what Rail was saying. Like mm-hmm. if you're not putting the ball where you're supposed to be putting it, that's kind of an issue. If that's your entire reason why you're a good pitcher, it's Agreed. like it's like if if Chapman was throwing 89 miles an hour a fastball, that's a problem because he only throws fast. It's like, you know, that's it's the issue. So I guess, I mean, he's coming up. So all we'll this see. all this talk is for not. We'll see if he does come up and just starts doing his damn thing. And he was, in fact, working on his stuff. But just a little bit of a little bit of concern that he that, that's a little bit of a cause for concern. So just keep, it, keep an eye out for that. I was playing devil's advocate. Don't jump down my throat, you bastard. So to round out <laughs> the injury updates, Luis Severino actually has been cleared to resume his 
throwing program after a visit with Dr. Neil, whatever the hell his last name is. Not going to read that because I'm going to butcher Tyson. it. That's not That's it, what I was thinking we'll too. Basically, we'll call him Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, so that's shocking because we, we saw nothing but nothing, honestly, which was bad news. Was like no news is bad news in, in the case of Seve. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm just shocked by this. I'm absolutely shocked by this. So, you know, I, and we before we even said to each other, like I'm writing off Severino until – just like this for this entire year. So yeah. if we get anything out of him, I'm super pumped. And I think we should still kind of operate under that assumption because we've seen him come back or be on his way back. And then just another setback after another setback and after another setback. So I'm not going to read too deeply into this. I'm happy about it, but I feel like at this point of the season, it's too far gone. Like if he was coming back next week, I would almost not even want him to because you've got to assume that maybe a month he gets what three or four starts probably won't be the best because he hasn't pitched in almost two years. And then like you're going to start him in the playoffs. So at this point, it's almost like doing ourselves a favor. I think a little bit, if he's like semi healthy, but not enough to come back yet. So like, let him get a couple starts down there, but are we really confident in bringing him up in the, at the end of September? So yeah. I have a question, Chandler, how do you view this? Because do you view this similar to that of Kluber or is this like, how do you view them handling Seve versus them handling Kluber? And like if he does poorly or just, just in to, general just bringing him back like i think i mean i feel like he's like i said it's it's the same thing with every established major league guy that's rehabbing he's got a specific program that it regardless of results as long as he feels healthy they're gonna bring him back you're not gonna go into the playoffs without severino on your roster if he's healthy i even if he's a reliever i feel like he makes the team they're not gonna cut the guy he's no I one mean, said it, cut. Like, no, I understand never... that. I never said you did. I'm just saying. You said, how do you feel about it? And you guys were talking about, yeah, I don't know how you want to back, like, whenever, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, I just feel like he has a set rotation. It doesn't really matter what happens in his rehab starts. If he's healthy, he's going to be out there. I think it's going to be in a reliever role, but that is my... Agreed. You know, this seems an absolute fucking... Yeah. Just steamrolling people. James Caprillion can go suck a fucking dick. Brett Gardner just dropped his nuts on the table. <laughs> oh, no, John dude. Carlos don't react then. to the game. You're not supposed to react to the game. <laughs> I'm not just in the middle Chandler, of the conversation. I'm going to mute you. I'm going to mute you, dude. All right, no, wait, while we're talking about the game. In the middle the of the conversation for somebody else, you're just screaming, whoa. The conversation ended, and I wanted to bring up a point that we are up to nothing for at the current moment. And Brett Gardner and John Carlos Stanton hit home runs. And can I bring up a point about the game? Sure. Can we talk about how absolutely fired up Boone was after that walk and then what's happened in the rest of this inning? It was a strikeout. I feel like good things happened. Or the strikeout. should have been a walk. It was an yeah. egregious uh-huh. strikeout, which is why I was Agreed. pissed yes, off. exactly. It was in and the then, other so batter's box, and it's up. the second one so far this game. I think I had every right to be upset about it. Speaking about he- Boone, are we starting to like Boone? Okay. Uh, I've never not liked Boone. I've said this since day I one. Like I've Boone never the guy. Like no one ever hated him as a person. <laughs> I'm just saying he's made How some you dumb decisions. Here's the thing: game he, he's but like he's done nothing differently. They're just doing better. That's no, not he true. has. That's, That's not true. true. They're stealing bases. They're playing different. 
brand that's because they have different players right that are exactly. Exactly. that's fine yeah sure but that's not his fault that he doesn't have the players to play that way he's so, managing with the team he has and he's doing a hell of a job right now and yeah, i don't think and i agree you different. said he hasn't done anything differently i completely disagree with that i wanted to get into that conversation a little bit when i talked about the chapman stuff but i will now like i'll just touch on that right now just specifically how he's handling chapman is completely different and we've talked about this before is he used to just do the easy thing and leave the closer in there because it's the decision that probably won't get him in any trouble because it's it's technically the right decision on paper and if the if the closer fucks up it's on the closer he's starting to now manage and bring in guys like Wandy Peralta to get the save when Chapman clearly doesn't have it and before that he brought in Abreu and he did, like, he's managing games so I completely disagree with that and he has made a few a few good pinch hits that I can remember too like he's he's managing the team well I mean in a in a eleven game win streak, like you guys said, like there's not really like, there some credit does have to go to the to the manager. A lot goes to the players, but the manager is also managing this team. And I have specifically noticed those those ways he was handling Chapman, and I really liked that. I definitely agree with that. I definitely. I think we talked about this in the previous episode. Like, isn't anything different though? What? No, I, but like, <laughs> no, I agree with you, Damon. But, like, let's, let's, what do you do this. with? Uh, sorry, your thing, your mic cut out on me. That's Sorry, like so. I, I I meant to say that because we're still doing the same thing with these scheduled off days. We're still like constructing the lineup like we've always done. Like he's not pulling this magic. For, he's not like doing anything differently in terms of an offensive side. Yes, he's made a couple good bullpen moves that have been staring him in the face, which is great. I'm not discounting that. He's just finally doing what he has been supposed to be doing. Call me crazy, but I feel like the but scheduled off days have absolutely lowered like i there's only a few before earlier in the year we were having one every other game i feel like we haven't really had any scheduled off days and don't even count the void conversation so why isn't void playing tonight that's not a scheduled off day that's a dh situation so why exactly why Why does tonight it's a scheduled off day for stamp playing the field is completely separate from the scheduled off day that still goes to manage has not had a scheduled off yes i was just gonna say when's the last time judge had a scheduled off day that's when people were getting upset when judge stanton before rizzo were getting off days like damon i'm on your side judge even it's like okay congrats for playing the players cool but my thing is like pulling chapman back to that because i'm 100 on your side damon pulling chapman that's a dead obvious move he's coming off an injury and can't find the fucking strike he just threw like 50 sliders in a row like that is if you miss that call you should be fired on the spot you shouldn't even be allowed back on the team bus like that is that is bare minimum to be a major league baseball coach manager whatever the fuck you have to be able to spot the obvious and it's not like he's doing anything crazy different with the rest of the bullpen he the, like you said the players are just playing better he's made these calls before and they've bit him in the ass We're like why the fuck did boone put in player x why did boone put in litke after you know loiza loiza gave up one hit you know and then we just do this it's the same cycle over and over now it's it just works. so happens that they're paying off like yeah, and how many and, and we're in it's it's like a magical stretch right now wandy peralta got hit with a 150 mile an hour comeback or threw an absolute fucking laser to first to save a game he came in and freddie freeman hit a laser to the outfield and just so happened to land right in gallo's glove another lucky thing he's getting lucky which you know credit to him he's making good moves yeah on paper but these are the same exact moves he's been making all year. They just bit him in the ass before. But they were bad moves before because we were talking about how these are all bad moves. And then even if he is making, say, the same moves, 
now they're good moves when they were bad before. So you like, he's why? obviously doing you something different. You want to why, Murph? Because the players are playing better. Right. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. They so absolutely are making the same moves. It's not like moves. it's Boone's fault we're on an 11-game They're just streak. playing better. He's not again, fucking and I, again, I'm not I'm not discrediting him in any means. I'm just saying he's he's doing a good job managing the team. I'm not saying he's like putting this magical formula together and he's the reason why we're on a 11 game win streak right now. Oh yeah, neither. Or like he was the reason they, they the team turned around. No, we turned the team around because we got new guys, people got healthy, we started playing better. And you know how much easier it is to manage a team that's playing better than to manage a team no, that can't right. fucking hit a ball. You want to know what the zone? biggest thing like, is? It's just the... Yeah, go. Okay, did you listen to Jameson Tyon talking the other day in his interview? This mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. I don't care what Boone did. I know the trade deadline helped, but he was like, yeah, I feel like guys are finally... We had a lot of new guys come in this year, so I feel like everybody's kind of coming out of their shell and we're kind of gelling as a team. And I was listening to CC Sabathia talk about that. Again, I reference that a lot. It's something I listen to pretty frequently because who better to give you insight than a guy that was the fucking soul of the Yankees while he was there? Like he he was talking about too. He's like, yeah, you bring in guys that switches up. He's like, when I first got to New York, my first month there, all I thought of was why the fuck am I not in LA right now? Like I made a huge mistake and I have to mm-hmm. live with this for eight years. He kept talking about it. He's like, yeah, I got to know the guys. I embraced it, whatever. And I fucking loved it. I can tell you the exact moment I turned my Yankee career around and my baseball career around with the Yankees and so on and so forth. And that's what Jamo was talking about like a week ago. He was like, you know what? Everybody's kind of being themselves and we're having fun again. And that's something we bitched about all year when they were 41 and 41. We're like, these guys look fucking lifeless. And even the players are made now. Like, yeah, we didn't, we weren't comfortable. Now everybody's comfortable and look what's happening. It's starting to click. There's no better way. I think that is more to do with it than the manager, which maybe, maybe Boone is helping him click behind closed doors. I don't know, but I think that if there's one thing I had to pinpoint as to why things are going right, it's not necessarily one player doing one thing or one player doing whatever. It's the fact that everybody's kind of starting to get to know each other and there's starting to be chemistry rather than just a bunch of names on paper. Yeah, and I think going back to um, a point that you kept bringing up a lot throughout the entire season was playing selfish baseball, and that's something that they have not. I've, I personally, I feel like they have not been doing that. They've been actually playing like a team, meshing together, having fun, and when all those things are clicking and they're winning games, it makes managing that team so much easier and so much better. But um, all right, yeah, uh, enough on Boone. Let's move on. Uh, just to round out the injuries before we get into a couple other things and rounding third, which we have a lot of rounding thirds. You guys really crushed it in the swipe up to give us some t- stuff to talk about and buy or sell those. But to round out the injury updates, Glaber is trending toward beginning his rehab assignment by the end of the week, according to Aaron Boone. Uh, other injury news, Britain, apparently there is surgery on the table, so he may not be get the chance to come off the sun this season. Hasn't really been that great this season. Obviously, I hope he comes back healthy. We're better when we have him versus not having him. So for anyone saying, like, oh, who cares? Like, you're wrong. Britain's a good pitcher. He's had some bad moments this year. Chandler hates him, but that's obviously bad news. And honestly, this is a different conversation, too, that we could have. I wanted to talk about... And wait, hold on. Before I say that... Yeah, no, that's all the injury updates. So I wanted to talk about our thoughts on the rotation because we're talking about Kluber coming back and Seve coming back. What will they be? Who knows what they're going to be able to do, what capacity they can perform, how many innings they can eat. 
what are our thoughts on the rotation? Like, we're obviously everything's sunshine and rainbows right now because we're winning 11 straight. But when we get go through a stretch where we're playing 500 baseball and like we're not just beating the crap out of teams, where do we where do we feel like this rotation can go in the playoffs? Like, if we're going up in a playoff series with good teams, playoff teams. I, I don't really know how much I love the rotation. I don't love it. I feel like a lot of it's dependent on Kluber and Sebi coming back. Like if you eliminate those two, are we are we really 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 confident in you know a Luis Heel coming up and getting a big role there or whatever the hell is happening with Domingo? I'm just gonna write him off too. But like Nestor Cortez, I love Nestor Cortez. Are we really set on him being a star? Like what what are our thoughts on the the rotation as a whole? Heading into the playoffs because we're 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 coming up on it. Season is nearly over and we're coming up to the playoffs. What what is all of the fucking faces out of you, Chandler? You're also muted, so you can go kick rocks. Murph, Did you, you have think? a bad day at work or something? What are you talking about, dude? Our first three guys are Cole, Tyone, and Montgomery, who are pretty damn good. Cole is Garrett Cole. Tyone's been the best pitcher in baseball for the last two months. And then Montgomery's just been solid since he's been a Yankee. He's your three starter. And then Nestor, who's been great. And like we've talked about with Nestor and the other guys, you so can do. Angry. I am angry because things are good right now. And you just keep shitting all over no, everybody. No, I'm not. I'm bringing up a conversation. <laughs> I'm just starting a fucking You just said, I don't feel good about it. How do you not feel good about these guys? And we've, pit- we've bitched about it all year. We're like, yeah, the rotation's been fine, but I don't know if it's sustainable. Well, guess what? They're almost to September and it's sustained. So Nestor Cortez is the real super duper streaky. That's why it's not sustained. It's playing well now, but there were moments where they were the fucking worst rotation on the planet. There were moments where the best rotation on the planet. That's why I'm bringing up this conversation because it's not as surefire as it currently is in an 11 game win streak. Everything is masked during your one, two, your one, two, three are solidified. There is not changing. There's no changing that. Okay. Kluber's not going to be healthy enough. And that's a fucking good one, two, three. Yeah, I got agree with Chandler on this one. And the, the, you're in a postseason where you're one, two, three, or your bread and butter. That's your that's your thing. You need your one, two, three to be rock solid. You piece it together from there based on the bullpen situation, shit like that. Unless you're the Dodgers who have every Cy Young winner to ever play, so you get your top three, and that's a damn good one, two, three. I take that one, two, three up against pretty much any team in the American League. Gonna have to match up against the Dodgers. That's why I bring it up because the rotations we're looking at that we're going to be playing against, and maybe it's more of a conversation about the bullpen with Britain going down too, because the bullpen isn't like super duper deep, and I don't know. It's just... I'm just looking at it. The, the bats top to bottom are unbefucking-leavable. Unbe- it's just... I, I don't know. Murphy, I'm, I'm just looking got? at it compared to other teams. No, I was just going to say, like, we have that solidified one, two, three that Chandler's talking about, but then we also have a jackknife in Nestor Cortez. Who in, <laughs> in, 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 no, I'm, I'm like joking, but I'm dead serious. Like he can start a game if we need him to, and he can come out of the bullpen if we need him to, and he's been pitching outstanding. So until people catch on to his like little funky delivery that he's got, he's, I feel like he's going to be just as effective Dude, here's as the thing. he has That's been all year. So that just adds to it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, Taking a look at the at the rotation, Cole, Tyone, Montgomery, I'm pretty confident in those two right there. If Kluber comes back and he is what he was before he got injured, that's amazing. That that's the rotation right there. 
And then if Kluber comes back and he can be a reliable fourth starter, then Cortez goes to the bullpen. That that and like and he is still Nestor Cortez and like the jackknife that Murphy <laughs> has coined. Trademark to the jackknife. Yeah, thank you. I that mean, I like that. You know, you know how much better the bullpen gets with Nestor Cortez coming out of there, and he can throw. I mean, he can throw four innings out of the pen if we need him to. He threw a hundred pitches the other day. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the exactly. thing. If we need him. If somebody gets you know banged around early in the second inning and lets up four runs or something, then Nestor can come in and pitch from the third inning until like the eighth. Yeah, and if exactly. we really need him to, if the bullpen's taxed and, and somebody bull, gets shelled, bullpens really do win playoff games because that. The cool bull, thing about Severino deep. too is that he's got experience out of the bullpen, and he was fucking awesome. That's what got him his starting spot back. If you remember correctly, he came up, he was awesome, came out the next year. Got shit on, got sit down, came up as a bullpen arm, was really damn good, and then got brought back in the rotation. He, he could do it out I, of the pen. He did so, what I thought Loizaga was going to do, except Loizaga stayed in the bullpen. Loizaga is awesome. Speaking so of Jack, another, we, another Jack. Why don't we, this is a good segue, people? So why don't we hop right into the trust tree for the bullpen? So on three, I want all of us to say out loud our personal. This isn't the best pitcher on the team. This is your favorite, like, whoever you are most confident in on the team when they go out there. One, two, three, Loisica. Okay. As if there would be anything else. No, I just wanted to make I, – I was borderline going to, as a joke, say Nestor Cortez, but it's, like, <laughs> it's like close to not being a joke, to be honest. Like, Loisica is, is the obvious choice there. He has had, like, the last time where he got out of that, he wiggled his way out of that bases-loaded situation. He did self-inflict that, but he did get out of it. But, you know, Nestor Cortez is 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 closer than you would think when you say Loisica and Nestor Cortez in the same sentence. Like, it's wild. He's- if you had not been watching this team all year, and I just told you, a, a regular baseball fan of a different team, I think Nestor Cortez is the second best reliever on the Yankees. No. They would literally laugh in your face and be like, "What are you talking about? Are you talking like are you talking about that cartoon character? How the hell could he be the second best reliever on the Yankees?" I mean, I don't even want to consider him a reliever because wow. he's been mainly a starter this year, but like kind of wild the the full circle just Nestor Cortez. If you told man. me if you told me preseason that we'd be talking about Loisaga and Cortez as two of our like most confident pitchers, I would have guessed that our record was or our winning percentage was like 0.25. Yeah, let me add on to that. Also had a huge turnaround this year too. We're we're forgetting about that. He he literally went from a, a young guy, just raw potential, not really much to him. To be honest, we were all were really shaky when he was coming in the game, and we were all fucking scared. And now he's. I mean, that's why I'll, I'll give credit to Chandler here. He saw it. I mean. Everybody knows that he has this stuff. And Chandler was saying they were grooming him for the closer role. And I see it completely right now. And I'll tip my cap to Chandler on that. But it's just wild that the top two that we're talking about right now, both were an afterthought before the season. So do you want to know what's even funnier is that the one that's battling those two is fucking Wandy Peralta. That's the (laughs) the other one that popped into my head. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I was a Yankee. Wandy Peralta, since I know you're a big fan of the show and you're listening to this right now, I apologize for everything I've said to you. I absolutely am in love with Wandy Peralta. I would let Wandy Peralta marry my daughter if I had one. <laughs> I mean, that guy is a fucking bulldog. He is the man. 
It, I mean, talk about winning a trade. Like, can we, we talk about Talkman one for thing? Him, I was like, you got to be kidding me. We need outfield depth. Why are we making that trade? And now, like, yeah, he's fucking Wadi Peralta. Can piss right off. Like, exactly. I, who cares? Yeah, we got Tyler Wade now. Speaking of which, does the sun make people better? No, Tyler I th- Wade. I, th- I think it's Brett just... Gardner, Wandy Peralta. I think we've just been we've been handling it well. Like we haven't been overreacting to a game. And if we put you on the sun, I feel like they hear it and they start to play better and they come off. And when we take them off, I feel like we've been taking them off at the right time. And then as soon as they come off, they get that 161 bump and then they just go crazy. Like the second we took Wandy off, we took him off after the opener situation and then he had uh, like another two shutout innings, but then after that, he did that one that comebacker flipperama. He threw it onto his back foot. Like he's been absolutely lights out since then. And Wade has been literally one of our best fucking hitters. He's he was on hot or not last week, and he had a two hundred WRC plus. Like it's just the one sixty one bump is real. So we have to really. There's a lot of power in our hands right now, and we have to be responsible. Like, we can't just, we have to really take this seriously because the current members of the Sun, although I don't really see, you know, Brooks Krisky and Nick Nelson getting a big 161 bump, like, they, they're, they're topping out at, like, hey, congrats, you struck somebody out. But, like, I don't know. I think, I, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy. How's Sessa doing? Because we took him off the Sun, but I wonder he, if you guys We took him off the Sun, and then he got him. traded for. Uh, what turned out to be Joey Gallo. So I'm going to take that, that as a success. I call that a success. I call that a success. All right. So Dude, it's like on. somebody said in a comment somewhere before you move on real quick. Somebody said prison changes people. And that's, <laughs> I saw that as a comment on one of our things. And there well you go. Put. Well put. So speaking of prison or all this chat, <laughs> he didn't go to prison, but he may well, he may, may as well have, um, or all this Chapman. You know, this isn't the Sun episode. That's that's the Tuesday episode. But I think we can can expedite the vote for the Chapman Sun situation. I mean, just one little thing on him before we before we go to a vote. I don't know how somebody can go from being the most dominant version of themselves, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because I, I, clearly I was apparently having a bad day at work and being upset for the first half of this episode. I love this team. They're doing fantastic. They're winning 3-0 as we're, as we're talking about this right now. Joey Gallo is probably going to hit a fucking home run. But there is a glaring issue, and I want, like, now that we're playing so well, we played ourselves into more, like, controversy. We, we have real issues now. If we weren't making the playoffs, it wouldn't fucking matter what we do with the closer. But now we have a legitimate conversation. And after a few, you know, rough outings for Chapman during his, his bad like stretch of games and now he gets injured and he's coming back and he's not really doing too hot. I feel like the conversation is, is a legitimate one right now. Did Gallo just hit a home run? Yeah, he did. Good call. So <laughs> I fucking called it. That's fantastic. Uh, dude, it hasn't even happened for me yet. It, hasn't, it didn't happen for us too, but I saw it in the back of Chandler's uh, thing and he was, he was Oh my cheering. Lord. What a call by Luke right now. Uh, but, but I, I really think this is a legitimate conversation to get back on track here. Like Chapman, I, I really don't get how you can go from being the most dominant version of yourself, literally the most dominant reliever we've ever seen in the first half of this year. And I know we probably used a gallon of spider tack and that's obvious, but even so everybody else in the league seemed to have figured it out. Garrett Cole 
was the leader of the spider attack guild and he's starting to figure it out. Like he obviously had some growing pains pitching raw, but he's figured it out. He's pitching very well. He's right back in the AL Cy Young race. I just, I don't know. I like this kind of shit with Chapman just cannot happen in the playoffs. That's no. why I like last night is a perfect example as why this conversation is legit. And it's, it's, it's kind of obvious. Like I can't, my heart can't handle that last night coming into the game. And it's just, I don't know if it'll just go away with more time and like him getting more starts. Cause he's coming off an injury, but like, but no, it's not. Why is it great? No. Like that's, this, this could be a real thing, so let's let's have the conversation. But it's not even like yes, uh, whatever. Two nights ago when they faced the Braves, that was that was terrible. But it's like I, this is something that I I feel like I just always watch. Is he just comes into situations and it's never easy. At least as of recently, it's just never easy. Yes, he may or may not get the save. He may or may not just get out of a jam. But he pitches himself into a jam. As of recently, I can't remember a time he hasn't done that. And it's just been so, so bad. And I do not want that. I cannot have that in a playoff game. I literally, like, I don't think my body can take that. So my solution to this. Here we go. For the record, (laughs) I don't think. What does that fucking mean? Would it be this? I don't know. It's giving me something. What are you pointing at? He's going to jail. You want to send him to jail? (laughs) No, as a matter of fact, I'm on Chapman's side. Oh. So he's gone. Oh, how fun. My solution to this is one, he's working back from an injury and I was actually reading about it today in preparation for this. So in his first 23 games, he allowed one run. Then since then he has an ADRA, but that was mainly because of the June inflation where he just died and forgot how to pitch after his month of June, he went back down sub one ERA and then he went on the IL. And then when he went on the IL, he had an elbow problem. The dude throws 100-plus miles an hour. I get that it's going to take time to dial that back in. Chapman's a guy, a clear-cut case of – he's like a head case. If it's if he's on – hold on one second, Damon. I got I got a little bit of a rant here, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right I, back to I'm you. I'm not saying anything. Oh, I thought I saw you put your hand up. Yeah. But so um, he's kind of a head case. When he's on and he's confident in all three of his pitches, he's a true three-pitch pitcher when he's on with the fastball slider and splitter, and all three are plus pitches. When he's on – He's he's unhittable. He's unhittable. We've seen it. I think part of this is due is due to the rust, the injury not being fully whatever. My solution to this would be let Loisaga and Chapman, you know, kind of alternate as we go on. Um, work them both in there. Whatever you're doing, what so you're simultaneously getting Chapman back into the swing of things, and you're giving Loisaga a tryout, and then. You let it solve itself. And if it's not solved by the playoffs, you do it by committee and you just play the hot hand. Because I don't think Chapman, I think one, Chapman's a solidified veteran. He's going to probably be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the better closers to do it, at least that we've watched in our lifetimes. He's going to, he has the benefit of the doubt. It's like the Bears. You got fucking Andy Dalton starting a quarterback when you have the young electric Justin Fields. So it's, it's just the way it goes in sports in general. You have the veteran incumbent, you know, guy that everybody knows. It's going to be hard to dethrone him. I think that you can dethrone him. I just think it's going to take time. And I think that that, in my opinion, that should play out through September. You need to work them both, see what they both have. 
if it really is just Russ for Chapman and he comes back and he's doing it again, because as a whole, his October numbers are pretty damn good. I know he has a few moments that stick out in our head, oh, and they've yeah. been fucking terrible. <clears throat> the moments that we remember are terrible. They're year-ending moments. But as a whole, he's been pretty damn good in October. Loisig has never done in October. I get the argument for both. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's as clear-cut as people think. I think the choice that people are making right now is emotional. I think there's definitely a conversation to be had, but I don't think it's as clear-cut as people think. So one Sorry quick for thing, the rant. One quick, no, that was perfect. But one quick thing to add to that, too. I like what you said about like the giving him basically a tryout thing. The reason why this conversation kind of has to happen now is because you can't do that in the like, day one of the playoffs. You Absolutely can't, not. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, Chapman didn't have it for, like, let's say worst case scenario, Chapman continues to pitch like this. And then uh, October 1st comes around and you're just like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to go with Chapman. We're just going to go with the wise guy. And you didn't give him a chance to groom into that that closer role, which is that's even these next couple months, not even next couple months, that would be a quick groom. But even even that would give him a little bit of time to get acclimated at, at, before throwing him into a literal fire in the playoffs. Like he's going to be in the highest of highest leverage situations. Granted, but he, he, can he do clearly it. shows he can get out of them. Like that was the highest leverage situation, and he struck out all three to get out of it, and then he was just screaming. Like he he's got it. I'm just saying. The reason why I'm kind of glad we started to have this conversation now is because it needs to be it needs to the decision needs to be made now. Especially the bottom line is night. bottom line is there's no room for egos when you get to October. All things are out the window. You do what you have to do to win. I don't know that Boone and the analytics douchebags have the fucking the gall and the nuts to take Chapman out of the closer role. But if it continues this way, it has to happen. You can't save somebody's ego. But you know what? On the flip side of that, he could very easily turn it back on. So, like I said, the only option, in my opinion, which I'm sure will happen because everything I say always comes right, which is definitely not <laughs> true. But the only option is to let Chapman work back, but ease him back in while giving Loisaga a tryout. That's the only option, in my opinion. I just don't know what else you can do. Let me ask you a question, Chandler. Let me answer you a question, Damon. Do you think they brought Chapman back too early from injury? Oh, full circle conversation. <laughs> he was the uh, fucking doctor that I don't before know. saying that people are okay. Here's the thing. Sure, is I'm not a doctor. No, no. Uh, fuck you. I never say it was okay. I said everybody's got a plan, and if they get through it healthy, which I don't decide. They don't, believe it or not, Corey Kluber didn't come to me and tell me how his shoulder was feeling. All right. I'm just Chandler, saying. Chandler, here's the thing, PhD though. in cucking people. Chandler, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> We that just said be- we cool just said PhD. before <laughs> we just said before that if Chapman is not throwing a hundred plus or at least sitting ninety nine and throwing fast fastballs like he does, he's not a good pitcher. And if he doesn't have his stuff, he's not going to be a good closer. And if that's a result of bringing him back too soon, full circle, go back to Kluber really quickly. If Kluber doesn't have his stuff and his accuracy. Is to really bring him back as a respirator for disaster. It's a little bit different because Kluber will be pitching in high leverage closing situations with the game on the line. Could he could? Well, I'm Chapman's saying. never had a restart uh, rehab thing ever, though. Like, like, but like, like way, you though, guys have been way, saying. Like, how thing. how would we know? I I think they did bring him back too early. We know honestly. because he's not. He's throwing 96 miles an hour. That's how we know. Well, is that on the well, flip side of that? Uh, one, and he can't I find agree. the plate. 
one, I agree with you. I think they brought it back too early, but two on the flip side of that, whenever he's lacking confidence, this isn't ha- the, like I said earlier, this has, this isn't new for him. Whenever exactly. he's at his worst and he's not confident in his pitches, he is throwing 96 because he's trying to locate it. He's trying to pinpoint something. And he just fucking shits the bed. The best when Chapman's at his best, he doesn't give a fuck about anything that the catcher's calling. He is all he sees is the one. He doesn't see the location. I'm rearing back and I'm pitching rather than trying to locate. Whenever you just, see him throw 96, I don't think it's necessarily due to injury. It might be. I'm just saying I don't think it's always the case. I think it's more of a fact of him trying too hard to locate rather than pitch. Either way, yeah, though, that's still a, either way. That's that's too streaky of a uh, a pitching history to be throwing out there and close a rule in the playoffs. I never said that he should be. I said uh, you need to see what happens. I, if 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 the playoffs started tomorrow, I, he would most definitely not be my closer. Agreed. That's why I said. That's why I said go through the month, see if he's healthy, see if it's a rust thing, if it's a rusty, if he's not healthy, if he kicks off the rust, whatever the case may be. If that's the case, and he can get back to his normal self, so be it. Uh, you have to roll with him. You don't. You don't really have a choice at that point. If he gets back to the dominant closer that he is, if he goes through the month and he is still throwing ninety six, and he can't throw a strike, and he's throwing thirty sliders in an inning because he can't throw the fastball for a strike, then absolutely he's not your closer. I, yeah. I mean, you let the situation play itself out. Throw, throw him in the eight inning. I would, like to, I would like times. to see him tonight, but we're too damn good, so I don't really think we'll have a safe situation. I mean, you better knock on some wood. Go find the nearest piece of wood and fucking bang your head yeah, against right it. What are you doing there? Well, what about that? Maybe what if we do bring him in in like a four or a five run? There we go, Murphy. He Maybe gets give it. him a little bit of a... Give yeah, him a little, then, like, then without can, the high leverage, let him yeah. throw, and then we have the you know buffer to... I mean, if Murphy, we need to, but... here's, here's the thing, Murphy, like Chapman has been getting those innings and he's been blowing it. So I guess it's, it's similar situations to the closer getting right now. So I don't know. No, you're right. Can we talk about how much he was sweating against the Braves to the point he where he had sweats, to put, dude. no, 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 no. This was like, I know he always sweats. This was like dripping off the brim of his hat. He was putting the rosin bag on the brim of his hat. So yeah, the sweat wouldn't drip in his face. It was like wow. more than I've ever seen him sweat. It was, yeah. no, I, I don't think a human being should be able to sweat that yeah. much. No, it's like it's not. I sweat that a was lot. A mixture I don't like of, that. that was a mixture of his, his regular sweatingness, his physical, like just working a lot out there. And I think the emotional every I know everybody's going to say that I suck. Like he, he was like stressed out. It's just like a, a combination of all the things he was. Literally you, He's a a geyser. Also, the not to talk case. about the game, but maybe we will see him considering it's now. That's six what I'm saying. Ever yeah, since just you said it. that, they just hit back to back home runs. Oh, well, I knocked yeah. on wood, so we, we're we're done with that. So let's get to also. Ra- we'll get to rounding third. What, what do you real, have to say? I have. I just want to give credit to the Braves because when they turned the lights out, did the chop. It was kind of cool, but still fuck the Braves. But I'm not gonna lie, that was really. really it cool. was cool. Can you? That probably had to do something. Imagine he how much he was sweating in the dugout walking off to that. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was slipping on his cleats. When I mean, we're wearing gray uniforms. I don't know how he wasn't sweating through like the gray uniform. He wears like a fucking six Probably inch, like 11, thick. 11 undershirts. No, dude. Have yeah. you seen his no, undershirt? It's like a fucking Kevlar it's vest. Bulletproof. Yeah. He's yeah, going skiing in Atlanta. I okay. Know, dude, I don't Get know. It's your rounding thirds, Luke. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. My microphone fell off. Uh, first rounding third comes to us from April, April Fisher DPT. Sorry, I'm going to butcher these names. Just... A fair warning. She says, we catch the Rays. So, I mean, that's totally not out of the, out of the question. I'm going to buy that. Like, I, I think we can. 
Uh, I think the way this team's playing, absolutely. I think once the Rays start to play some some better competition, they have been playing a, a ton of the Orioles, a ton of bad teams other than the White Sox, who actually, like we said too, suck. So um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's absolutely a possibility. And I think, like Chandler said before, if we inch our way back, there's a series that is three games at the very end of the season. It's the last series. I will be going to that game. And, I mean, that that could be it. That could be for the division. So, We'll see. Maybe I mean, I'll come to New York right for that whole week. I'll come to that series, and if we do the wild card, I'll stay for that. You should. There's That'd my commitment idea. to the New York, the people that live in New York. That would be fun. Uh, next one comes to us, and Murphy's going to handle this one from uh, Matina F. Luis Gill deserves a rotation spot more than Kluber, Murph. What do you think? That's a loaded question. Uh, you know what? Short, <laughs> I mean, an- <laughs> short answer. Short answer. I'm with that. I'm I'm kind of with that, but if that's the case, then I need to see Gil. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me preface it by saying that that is absolutely not going to happen. But I would be okay with that if Kluber has consistently been on the team and in the rotation as of now. You can't just all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, you're in the rotation for the playoffs." So like that won't happen. But right now, if playoffs, if we had a wild card game tomorrow, and for some reason we had to start one of those two, I would much rather see Luis Gil. I don't agree that it's going to happen either, but like, I mean he has pitched more in the, in the, in the months leading up to the playoffs. So like there's that. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's not going to come to either of those. Like, I, know. I, I don't know, think it's not going to happen. So but like if we were running this, running the show, I think it's, it's I mean, it's not, it's not outlandish. It, it, it I don't know. I, I don't think it's, it's I don't wild. think you're picking him over. I don't think they would ever pick him over Kluber, but I do think if Kluber doesn't come back and, um, like can't find the zone is not pitching well. Maybe he, like his injury is lingering and gets hurt again. I don't think it's so outlandish to have Gil come up and start a game. See, here's the thing. I, I think he would, I, I personally would put him in the five. I think that's just me. I'd move Nestor to the bullpen and have him be the guy who just comes in whenever there's trouble. And he can just clean that up real quick. Cause he's the best pitcher on the planet. He's literally a jackknife that Murphy just, <laughs> just decided to trademark. But like, I think if you were to put him in a spot right now, I'd, like it's a conversation for Kluber. I think obviously Kluber is going to be the four, but in the playoffs you don't go with a five man rotation. So like right. you're not he's not gonna make the playoff rotation. If it was five, I think I'm I'm willing to say put Luis Heel in that five. But it's just not there aren't five. I don't know if he can I, I don't know. I don't know how they how they view him coming out of the pen. I know they like to do younger arms going to the pen when they struggle from the starter role. But he hasn't struggled from the starter role. So, like, do you mess with that and throw an inexperienced guy who's super duper young in the playoffs? We saw how that kind of has gone with, with a lot of pitchers. Debbie didn't do horrible. They swapped no, no, with no. Jay Hat, but like they don't. Te- they it's clearly pretty don't, comparable they don't, though. But no? it is comparable because they don't trust young pitchers. Like they didn't leave him in because of the lack of trust. They put the shitty he went, what, known veteran. In? He went one inning. Yeah. So no, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie went one inning. He did he, go one inning. I he went he one inning, and t- it was the little switcherou they thought yeah. they could pull off. But that, but oh, to yeah, yeah, answer yeah, 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 the rounding it. third, that's a good point though, because that shows their tr- lack of trust of young pitchers. So like that's right. that's it right there. Exactly, so and that kind of plays stuff. into exactly what I was going to say. Luis Hill literally could not do any better. He has given up yeah. zero, zero. There is not a damn thing he could do better. Normally, we say these things as an exaggerating just thing, just to be a dick. Like, oh yeah, he could give up zero the rest of the year, and he wouldn't get a spot. 
he's literally given up zero and he got sit down for Andrew fucking Heaney. That shows you exactly what their plans are for him. There you yeah. go. He, he has a 0.00 ERA and he got sent and he made a start in triple a while a guy with a six ERA in the majors made a start for the Yankees in a meaningful game. So that tells you all you need to know. We'll cut that yeah. But the question was not what way. they're going to do. It's uh, it's who deserves it more. So, or like, so what I took that as is who are you more confident in? So, uh, so next question comes to us from Robbie Debo. Actually, we already did this. He said Chapman should be the, should still be the closer in the playoffs. So actually, that's the reverse side of things. We we talked about that at length. Uh, I don't think we need to readdress that. I think it's it's a bit of a, a fluid situation right now. I don't really know that the Yankees know what they're going to do. I, I think that I guess the time next- time will tell in the next thirty plus games. We'll figure out what they do. I think the 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 jury's out. I think the jury's out. Like we're, it's no longer a, a a solid surefire thing that Chapman will be the closer. I think, and I don't think that's an overreaction. So, uh, and Antonio Morales said Loazga should be the closer. Okay, that's the, the flip side of things. We talked about that. Uh, I think we're all in agreement there. NYC Resistance said Voit is a better hitter than Rizzo. Damon, what do you think about that? I agree with that side, by the way. Yeah, I don't. I think there's no there's no question about the defense. There's no question about the defense. defense. I think the reason I'm hesitant because I don't want to like just say yes and then that that goes the whole conversation about. I think that he should be starting over Rizzo, which I don't. I think Rizzo should be starting because he's a better fielder and is probably an equal to enough hitter. Um it just it's really unfortunate because Voigt was hitting like 500 the past three days or four days, whatever it was, and it sucks that you take him out and he probably lost his hot streak. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Voigt is the type of guy that can come up in clutch moments, and he's a guy that I want playing in the playoffs. So if we're if we're talking playoff baseball. I would rather have Voight hit than Rizzo, but I'm not saying have him start over because that's a whole different story. But if we're saying game on the line and I want one person up there to be batting, I'm going to pick Voight over Rizzo. See, I would not pick Voight over Rizzo. It's a tough conversation. Well, no, no, no. I totally agree. I'm actually on your side for the most part. I think as a pure hitter, Rizzo's better just because he has the plate discipline and the stuff like that. As far as putting up at bats goes, if I need somebody to lengthen a count, stuff like that, you're more prototypical everyday guy. I mean, I guess it is Rizzo, but I'm never going to lose sleep if Luke Voigt's in line, but Luke Voigt is a fucking hitter. He hits, he hits probably for more power. He, Hits for honestly probably a higher average. Void or uh, Rizzo's hitting what two forty something? I think exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, Boy. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, as far as average power, the measurable stats, I totally. You know what? Fuck it. I'm talking myself into Luke Voigt. I just, no, I, you know what? My this, only thing that Rizzo gives you. There's two things that Rizzo gives you real quick. The that we did lacked before. One, he takes you deep into counts and he'll fight off pitches. That's something that we've lacked. Luke Voigt's kind of a free swinger at times. Two, he's a left-handed bat, which short porch, left-handed bat, 
self-explanatory. We've got the left-handed bet that we lack, though, that and that's Gallo. So, like, I think that this was one of those questions where if I was the one asked, I would not say it's complicated. I think that bar none, Luke Voigt is a better hitter than Anthony Rizzo. I can sit through the argument that Anthony Rizzo is a better person to start at first base because of the defense. Like Anthony Rizzo is way better at defense than Luke Voigt than Luke Voigt is at hitting compared to Anthony Rizzo. So like overall, maybe Rizzo's better if you look at it that way. But I think there's not even that close. I think like Luke Voigt is a better hitter. He yeah, mashed no, home I, runs I, all last year. He's been hitting nothing but fantastic since he's been up this year, or um, when he hasn't been hurt this year. Yeah, I. Exactly what I just said. And again, it's the it's the clutch factor too, and he just has that gene in him. And I need I need I need him playing in in the playoffs. I have that gene in me. Next question comes to us from Jay Benz, uh, also known as the Greg Allen guy. He said Greg Allen deserves a playoff spot. He <laughs> he won't hear he won't let us hear the end of the Greg Allen train. And honestly, for good reason, he didn't do bad at all. Like he left on good terms. He was on the opposite of the sun. He was on the moon, and I mean, I don't know, man. I, I I love Greg Allen. I really think he could be a guy out there, but like now that was before he was great before Wade was playing good. And now that Wade's playing good, I feel like that played him out. And because no like, Wade him. is fast, so Greg Allen, if he was coming on as a pinch runner, Wade's got that. Wade can play the outfield. He could play multiple positions. So he beats him there because he's more of a jackknife, Murph. I mean, it's just, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I just, I don't how know. Are you? I, I, I think Murph. There's no spot for think? him. There's what no spot think? for him. There, no, I think you're right. I like, just, between the service time shit that they're working with on it and everything like that, I will say this though, and it's not really that much of an exaggeration. They actually showed the stat. From when Greg Allen was called up, the Yankees lead the league in stolen bases. If nothing else, he sparked some some sort of change there. I'm yeah. worried the stolen bases will go down though, because like oh I they will saw those before because the team is not going to be speedy. Like we're going to have Judge is stealing bases, Glaber was stealing bases, DJ's surprisingly taking a few bags too. But like the guys that are stealing the bases are guys that are probably not going to be in an ideal world, getting everyday reps out there. Like Velasquez is probably not going to be playing in the playoffs. He's not going to be stealing bags. He's one of the guys stealing bags. Wade also probably going to get some, some run, but not a starter's amount of run in an ideal world. If nobody's hurt, I don't know. I just, I just think I'm less pissed about the Greg Allen being sent down thing. And I, and that's in large part due to Wade playing really well. He did yeah. his job. He came up and did what we needed him to do, and he did it fantastically, and it was a lot of fun. But, but I yeah. was pissed that he got sent down initially. I think if he never got sent Wade. down, if he never got sent down, that would be one thing and be perfectly cool with it. But now that he's been down for a little bit, the team's been fine. I, they've actually been really well, like really good. Not well. That didn't fuck. The team's been really good. He's been sent down. Words. It is what it is. And at this point, you're fucking with his options and everything like that if you bring him up i'm still pissed that he got sent down in the first place i don't think he deserved it but at this point you don't really gain much by bringing him yeah. back agreed uh moving on sklov28 don't know how to say that so i'll just spell them from here on out like if if i don't <laughs> if i don't understand how to say them i mean I, there's no way to say that one so sorry Sklov. but uh he looks like he's playing baseball looks like a shortstop so 
kid from the Bronx. Luke Voigt wins the first base job, excuse me, by the end of the season. Uh, I mean, I think we kind of just already touched on that, but I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that because, I mean, the defense is what they prioritize yeah. there. He's Rizzo's going to get a spot on this team starting every day. You see it today. I mean, it's it, this is not the first time that he, the Yankees have literally shown their hand as to what they're going to do in a situation where it's it's one of the two. They're good. They have already two or three times benched Voight in favor of Rizzo because he plays a platinum glove at first base and he's a lefty bat. So we know they prioritize both of those things. Primarily, they they prioritize the lefty bat thing because we've seen throughout the time before Voight and Gallo, before uh, Rizzo and Gallo, excuse me, that they hit Brett Gardner three and four and like they, they prioritized that. Hicks was a goddamn guy at the top end of the order. He's dead now and he sucks. So just and he did suck when they were putting him up in the order. They just wanted to break it up. So yeah, I, I think that's that's over and done with. I don't think he's gonna win the first base right. job. However, I want him to play every day. So there's that. I forgot Aaron Hicks was alive, honestly. I figured he was in like an Elmer's bottle somewhere. He probably right is now. to be yeah, honest. I think he is too. RIP. So next one comes from Nick Zapola. Yankees should rock a six-man rotation and make Nestor a part of the rotation for good. You can't. I mean, no, because you can't make you can't because you have a guy named Garrett Cole who's your ace that you pay to to pitch frequently, and that takes away time from him. And I don't think it's clear cut though. Remember at the beginning of the year when we were talking about having a six-man rotation, we're like, yeah, you get Cole in. Exactly. You get yeah. Cole in every five days and then you rotate the six man. Okay. Yeah, that I mean, I'm that I'm fine with. Yeah, but at this point, like I think feel like that was the thing to start the season and see how it irons out because we had two really oh, injury totally prone agree. starting pitchers and, and eventually was, clearly yeah. that as Kluber showed, that's not gonna happen. So at this point in the season, even if we did have a six man rotation, I I don't think I agree. Like, also while we're on the conversation of that, uh, how about a fucking hats off to Jameson Tyone? We're in September right now. We have hats off. We, have, we haven't stopped phrasing. I'm my just hats have uh, never gone back on my head. I, I, I'm just saying. On. You're the Thank only you, one with Murphy. a hat on. Oh no, Murph. Damon does too. Thank God. My hair is just, atrocious. <laughs> I mean, me too. Look at me. Dude. Put your hat back Dude, on, Murph. I'm just saying. I, I just want to give. I just want to give the man some credit. We uh, at the beginning of the year, everybody's like, "Yeah, it's inevitable that Tyone and Kluber are going to miss half the season." Kluber did miss half the season, but. Even if Tyone were to get hurt the next inning, he's put together a very respectable season for not pitching in two years, and he's pitched a shitload of innings for those circumstances. So good on him. And you we, know, we should go uh, check the tape because we definitely set an over under for either wins or games or innings between Kluber and Tyone. Probably all three. And Rella it's got probably into a really pretty big, close to what you remember we when said it was. Rella got into his big over under phase. There was like a yeah, two well, month period roll calls. Was it? I thought it was well, at no, the beginning of the season. It was just like those were good to put at the end of roll calls. No, the I face. agree. It's probably going to show its fucking its head next year when we do the roll calls too. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was during the season. It was just made me laugh. Suck. Sorry, carry on. Suck. No, it. Uh, no, but I we, never. We were kind of like either they're both going to go through a little injury sin, or one of them's going to be out for a really long time, and the other one's going to be able to pitch for a while. So I feel like we're probably pretty close to the number we set. If I had to guess, because Tyone's been healthy all year, but Kluber got hurt. Uh, next one comes to us from this is not a Hearn. Tyler Wade pulls the most girls on the Yankees. Wrong. That is Nestor Cortez. Uh, next. <laughs> Agreed. Avi Ratra. This might not be Gardner's last season. Uh, 
Garner's going to sign one-year deals until he's, he's gonna 85. Sign, yeah. he's gonna yeah, be... I've said it repeatedly. Jason Dominguez is going to be a role player behind Brett Gardner <laughs> in 2028. So. Brett Gardner is literally going to have the Bobby Bonilla contract, but he's going to play it out. He's going <laughs> to be getting paid until 2075, but he's going to be out in center field until 2075. I know shit. I just think <laughs> that if Brett Gardner had a fast enough wheelchair at like 68, the Yankees would, and, and he wanted to come... They would like make sure that they're clay proof and be like, all right, you're good to fucking go. And they would start him over a perfectly healthy, like 25 year old Dominguez. He's got like ATV wheels. On yeah, yeah, they, they would. And he'd probably still hit the exact same he's done every year. He did like 212 with like 18 home runs. They know those, those uh, no. beach wheelchairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. No, realistically, I hope he just gets to ride off into the sunset after a World Series. Whether that's oh, this year. The sunset. Sun yeah. and sunset. And the moon are... set. Yeah, yeah. All right, a moon set. My bad. God. That's so sad because it's true. He's definitely going to be back next year. It's going to be the same bullshit they tell us every year. Well, I mean, he's not... a fourth. We're going to get the interview at the beginning. We're going to get the interview at the beginning of the year where he's like, yeah, no, I know my role. And then <laughs> it's like, it's like that winking gif. And then, you know, come he's fucking... get to the point. April he's to the 11. point where he's paying the Yankees $1.2 million to be able to play. <laughs> Dude, God, fuck us. They're just going to trade contracts back and forth. Like, you pay me this year, I'll pay you next year, and we'll just call it even. <laughs> we'll just keep it going. It's like you're going to have another superstar. Like, Soto is going to hit the market, and the Yankees are going to have, like, a $100 million payroll by that time. It's like, now we're good. What? We got Brett Gardner. <laughs> Brett, yeah. Hey, Brett, you want to come back for five hundred grand? Like, but I know Brett's Juan lefty, Soto. though. Yeah, so well, Soto. So, 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 Juan so, so. Soto's <laughs> sitting in the parking lot of Yankee Stadium. And they're like, can you fucking just go somewhere else? We got Brett Gardner, dude. Go away. <laughs> and this isn't sarcastic Brett Gardner slander. I mean, I, I've we've we've done enough of that. I, I have Every, slandered Brett Gardner. Everybody before. loves if you hate Brett Gardner, you're a piece of shit. Listen, and, and nobody we, hates Brett Gardner. Nobody hates the people. Like and nobody hates what they've done for us in the past. <laughs> it's a little bit similar to like Boone. Like I like Boone the person. I didn't like Boone the manager. I'm still like Boone people the manager. Yeah, but, but you can't tell me you love the you don't love the way Brett Gardner plays. Yeah, he's hitting. I like, was agreeing with you. You know, whatever. But like I you know, I don't know. I'll slander him I, a little I don't, bit. But I there's don't love like there. when he's playing. There's a really lot bad. of love there. Uh, next question comes to us <laughs> from, uh, not really a question. So EVDZC, interesting Instagram handle. But um, he says, Yanks go on to win 21 in a row, which would break the Athletics no. win record. They had 20. No. Reverse jinx. Works every time. S- we are going to beat it? Absolutely, we are. I'm not reverse jinxing it. I'm slapping my nuts right on the table. We're, we're winning 32 in a row. Do you know how cool that We've would got, be if that we, actually we have to play. We have to play another wild card team for the next four games. I really don't see us sweeping a four-game set against the A's. Hush. As cool as that would be. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm being real here. Come on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never Say what you want. I think we lose it on this series. I mean, we have we have the fucking like yes, we have good teams we're going up against, and baseball is a bitch of a sport. Like you cannot just win; you don't sweep series like that. Before this whole stretch, we've swept like two series. We had trouble sweeping series. Granted, we were playing bad. Yeah, well, but, we went two and one like fifteen times. Yeah, like we have a good like we have just have so much like that in Moneyball when they were 
going on that wild streak. They just they felt the energy and like they had it. It felt like you were going to get a streak like that. And I feel like we kind of have that. And it does. It almost doesn't matter who's in our way right now because it's just like who's playing us today. We're going to beat you. Like that's just it feels like the uh, mentality right now. And I, I know we're playing good teams coming up. We have Oakland for three, uh, three more after this. Oakland's a great team. We're in Oakland, which we haven't always been good. It's been a fucking dungeon. One there. and nine since 2017. Yeah. And who we're playing after Oakland? A- uh, Angels. Angels. Angels are not a great team, but he, here we go now. Though we got and we got the O's. We're, we're winning. We're winning tonight. Okay, like we're winning currently. I'm not saying we're gonna win. I'm saying we're winning. No, currently. we're gonna win. We got Garrett Cole tomorrow. We got Cy Young Cortez next day. And then Montgomery to close out the series. I didn't hear it's a pretty Heaney good recipe. I'm not gonna say anything, but if we were gonna go on a winning streak and continue it, I would like those those pitchers to be pitching in you that, know what this in, feels that like? in that way. You know what this feels like? This fe- yeah, like what, you, what you just did, what you just did, felt playoffy. Like it felt like we're mapping yeah. out things, and it. I'm I'm getting those vibes. I'm getting butterflies right now. Like. We, you what you just did you just basically mapped out like okay so we we can we can snag this game and then we can get this game I like this matchup it's starting to feel that way it's starting to things are starting to fall into place and boys are there is one thing we have to win the division like I, I'm just thinking about it more and more if we do all this 41 and 41 magical comeback get Gallo get Rizzo and then lose at home in the wild card I don't think I'll ever mentally recover. <laughs> Like We're I will legitimately, you. you'll I'm have to come. You. You'll have to come get me out of a home. Like there's just no. Well, luckily, way. you'll be in New York, so we can put you right in a home. That's right fine. Here. There's some nice homes here in New York City. I think probably not. We, to be honest, can you guys home. visit? Is there like visitation? Can you wheel me around outside so I can see the buildings? Yeah, I guess you'll be wheelchair. Okay. You know, uh, you is know, that a fat joke, Damon. A wheelchair. No, I. <laughs> that was a joke about the wheelchair size for Brett Gardner. <laughs> All right, last question comes to us from JR3710. He said, Sevy comes back as a closer for the playoffs. <laughs> I figured that was a good one. Yeah. This song. It's just not going to happen. That's, I, can uh, name, I, can name, <laughs> I can name so many people that I'd rather have closed games than Luis Severino coming off two injuries, not pitching in two years. He hasn't pitched since 2018. <laughs> and, and, and never closing on top of all that. He hasn't pitched since 2018, so... I'd I, rather I, have Chandler close. Oh, I, I, I would th- also rather have me close. Yeah, no, I'd I'd rather realistically, I'd rather have like Juan De Peralta close. Is that yeah? Weird? Yeah, no, I, he's because he, he's pitched out of the pen. Also, why, wild thing that I just brought that up because if you had to guess which inning Wandy has been used most since he joined the Yankees, what would it be? Seven, yeah, eighth inning. Okay, well, I, I, I kind of like phrased it. I phrased it as like a you'll be. Shocked to hear it was in a in a late inning. It's the eighth. Damn, and I'm right. Of course. Yeah. What's new? Thanks. Just kind of wild. Just kind of wild. Anything else we want to talk about before we sign off? Uh, while we're recording this, just to give you guys a little bit of an update, it is we're we're ending this episode at six two Yankees. So Yankees are currently beating the Oakland Athletics. Mitchie two bags up, and yeah, hopefully There's they can some hang traffic. On. There's some traffic. There's some traffic. This is now. This is this is going to go away. Well, I was going to say this is a situation where Boone needs to get himself out of this thing, but Boone's ejected, so it doesn't really matter anymore. 
Oh, he did get ejected. Yeah, yeah I didn't know if he actually fucking did. rightfully I, no, he so. He was screaming, but I never saw him get like thrown. So I was like, "How did he not get ejected?" I saw two very clear. That's fucking horseshits out of his mouth. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think he did say what you said, Chandler. That I think he said that was in the other fucking batter's box. I'm yeah, pretty sure it I fucking was. Saw the mouth read. I, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure that's what he said. I, I might know, actually I never saw him get ejected though. I, I will say this ejected. before we actually close this out. I retired my fucking savages in the box shirt after we dip below 500 like at almost the halfway point i might might take it out of retirement we'll see i wouldn't mess with what's what's going on right now don't touch it you're right okay I, the, I might burn it throw where, it away where and chan there i expect you to do tequila shots until we lose Oh, yeah, I you will. didn't even tell the people. You told us before hopping on the air. What's been your tradition? You're the reason why we're on eleven game win streak right now. Yeah, not to take the credit, but like, so I, take I, the I think we won two or three in a row. I I took I so basically I ran out of liquor other than tequila. So I was like, well, I'll take a good luck tequila shot, see what's happening. And uh, we just won a couple in a row. I forgot to take one. We lost that game to the Whites, the Field of Dreams, and then I've taken one every game since, and we're eleven zero since. So. And well, if anyone listening has been doing something weird like that for the last yeah, let us know. twelve days, let us know and keep doing it. Yeah, don't ever change because if I, you aren't doing anything, don't. Don't yeah, don't, 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 don't don't try, try and manufacture hero. something now because that's just it's just not I know work. I'm a role model for the, everybody around the globe, but you know, if you're not doing something currently, don't don't hop on the trade now. Because it's full fucking speed ahead. Goddamn right. 32 straight game. you heard it here first 32 straight that would be and then Heaney's gonna give up 14 in the first and then we lose he's got a revenge fine. game against the angels yeah God, pretty man. sure he's starting the first game <laughs> yeah i'm Jeez. sure there's a lot of bad blood between them <laughs> otani's gonna hit a ball i over under otani's farthest home run off Heaney because i'm assuming he's gonna have multiple in the first inning off of is he still leading off Otani, yeah. I don't know which direction that stadium faces, but if it faces the rest of the United States, it might <laughs> land in like Kansas. That I'd, I'd say Kansas is general. Like I think, it, I think it faces the the ocean. All right, so like Japan. Japan. The hell, yeah, the hell he's gonna hit it. He's gonna like hit his childhood home. In Japan yeah, as if it faces the ocean. If it faces out, ocean. like I'm boarding up my windows because he. <laughs> Otani's gonna hit one. I realistically, I think he hits one 500 feet off of Heaney. You think anybody's still listening to this part of the episode? <laughs> if they are, then I hope they are. good this on you. This is good stuff. Jamie, I was about to walk in a run. If you made Don't it this far, that. if you made it this far, you guys are the real ones. And Murph had the idea that we're gonna take this back end parts of the show and just lump them all into an off season episode of just nonsense, like conversations like who would win in a race, Gary Sanchez or. Aaron Boone and just like all all nonsense like that. So if you enjoy that, let us know. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Like I said before, I will literally swallow a baseball, leather and all, if you guys get 260 ratings by the next episode. Guys kind of slacked on the last one, so five stars on iTunes. Swipe up and do that damn thing. If you like the video version of a podcast, we have that available. It's always live. Uh, the night before, so it's a little bit early release on YouTube, Bronx Pinstripes YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to that. That's always a lot of fun. If you subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube and send us a screenshot that you subscribe to the YouTube, you 
could potentially win a free t-shirt and they're probably not going to be any of the t-shirts that Chandler made because those stink and nobody That's buys pain. those but it might be a nasty it'll be a, it'll be a Nestor jackknife t-shirt that is coming to the store soon so make sure you do that uh, we love you guys and go Yankees I use my head so much don't use my heart enough I sure could use your love to guide me I use my head so much wish I could open up I sure could use your love to find me I could use your I got lost in the making sense Seeing life through a broken lens I shut down in the way you went Didn't love you like you should have been I've been overthinking all my life Probably missed the bus a thousand times Would I even know it if it's right When all I know I use my head so much, don't use my heart enough. I sure could use your love to guide me. I use my head so much, 